Hi, and welcome to our podcast. I am Reese Simpler. I am Gerardo Mora. And I am Gabe Jeter. Our podcast name is The Holy Ones, and today we are going to talk about the real presence of the Eucharist. So we have five questions that we're going to be answering, and the first question is talking about a common argument against the real presence of the Eucharist. So Jesus states that his body is actually body, or his, um, that he is actually body and blood. And so the question is, is there truly no indication that the words were meant to be literal? And is this verse quoted here referring to the Eucharist being merely spiritual, or is it referring to something else? So spiritually, Jesus wants us to know that the Eucharist is truly and substantially his body and blood. Now, he does mean it literally because the bread and wine would become his body, blood, soul, and divinity. But I would say it goes both ways because he wants us to feel his presence and live our life like Christ. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. Um, I don't think there's really one kind of way it goes that you have to look at it both ways. I think there's two elements to it, and obviously spiritual and physical are, are those two. Um, I think the Eucharist within its physical presence is, as we've seen, literally the flesh and, and um, blood of, of Jesus Christ. But it, always, it also carries a deeper spiritual meaning behind it as well um, that one can only receive and understand um, when receiving the Eucharist and knowing its uh, presence and knowing the, the weight it holds. I also agree in the Eucharist being like it shows us how to go closer to Christ and it helps us mm -hmm. increase our faith life with him. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so um, uh, do you guys want to move on to the next question? Yeah, sure. That's cool. Um, so this one um, has to do with events leading up to the Eucharist and, and all um, the understanding of the Eucharist. So how are the Passover, um, Mana in the Desert, Bread of Life Discourse, The Last Supper, Crucifixion, and Road to Emma? Emmaus? I don't know exactly what to say, <laughs> but how are they all connected with the Catholic understanding? So it's really important to note that throughout the Bible, through the Old Testament and the New Testament, just how much the Eucharist is talked about when compared to the other sacraments. We can see references um, to the Eucharist either indirectly or directly, more or less, um, later on in the New Testament. Um, and I think the fact that it's, it's talked about so much and it has so many events leading up to it, um, only just shows its importance as the ultimate um, sacrament. Yeah, I agree with that. I think um, really all of these events are connected um, with the Catholic understanding of the Eucharist by how like the Eucharist has made way through the Old Testament and the New Testament. And the Eucharist is mentioned through these events as being the greatest of all the sacraments because it can it contains Jesus himself and is basically the foretaste of um, eternal life. I also agree how the Eucharist shows the importance and how it relates back to the Old Testament. Yeah, so um, moving on to the third question. What are substance and accidents? According to philo philo philosophical terminology based on Aristotle's 
metaphysics? How does this impact our understanding of the real presence of the Eucharist? Substance can either refer to a specific existing thing or to the substantial form of specific thing. Accidents are the features or traits of the mm -hmm. substance. According to Aristotle, accidents do not exist except in substances that are underlying and displaying all of the accidents. Through the accidents of the bread and wine-like taste, it is then transformed into the substance of the presence of Christ. Yeah, for sure. That's a good explanation. Um, so like for a substance, for example, it's like having a will or living life like Christ. And for an accident, it would like, since I have blonde hair, that would be a good um, explanation of that. Or like having a good fashion sense, just anything that um, basically can change. Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that one too. Um, it's, it's almost as if substance is something kind of set in stone um, in, in a sense. Um, you know, it, it's things that have a much, you know, deeper meaning and things that can be understood, you know, um, kind of universally across everyone. Um, and then accidents are, are something that we can't necessarily control. We can understand it, um, but it's not necessarily going to have a definitive answer on what it's going to be every time. Yeah, for sure. That's good. Um, so moving on to the fourth question. What does it mean to remove the veil at the mass? Why is this important? How can this impact one's mentality while celebrating the mass? Christ is present in many ways, like at mass. He is present in the priest because he is made up in the image and likeness of God. Through the Eucharist, it shows how Christ offered himself up for us in the same way he offered himself on the cross. You might feel closer to Christ because of the reassurance you get from knowing that Christ is present in many ways when celebrating Mass. Yeah, for sure. That's good. Um, so removing the veil basically symbolizes Christ being present throughout the Mass. And this is important because we want to feel Christ through Mass because we are basically celebrating him. And this can impact one's mentality because we are able to live our life like Christ and through him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the whole point of, of Mass is to celebrate um, Christ and what he did for us. And not only that, but to go, uh, grow closer to him um, in order to grow closer to God. Um, I think it's, it's definitely important that we understand that he's fully present there. Um, because, I mean, oftentimes, I mean, it's pretty easy to get distracted at Mass and pretty easy for it to just become boring. But I think people need to kind of step back and, and remember that he is, he's literally there, not only spiritually, but he is physically there in the Eucharist at Mass. Um, and it's honestly a miracle that we kind of dismiss too often. Yeah, for sure. That's good. So um, moving on to our last question. Why does it even matter if Jesus is truly present in the Eucharist? Isn't Jesus truly present to us in all aspects of our life? So why is this such a big deal? How can the Eucharist impact the life of a Christian and why should it be so important in his or her life? So basically, it matters because we want to feel Jesus's presence during Mass. We're able to feel that through the Eucharist because we know Jesus is truly there. Um, he is present to us in all as aspects of our life. And this is a big deal because this is basically our place to celebrate him and to worship him. We come to Mass to celebrate the sacraments and feel Jesus with us. And the Eucharist can impact someone because to know that Jesus is actually present through the Eucharist makes someone feel 
his presence and want to be just like him throughout their own life. And this creates a positive outlook for that person's future. I agree how this impacts us to want to be more like Christ, growing a stronger connection with him and spreading his word. Yeah, I think um, it's, it's definitely a, an interesting thing to look at. Um, if Jesus wasn't present in the Eucharist, if that wasn't literally him, I don't think we would be able to grow uh, closer to God um, like we know it. Um, Jesus, I think, can be present in all aspects of your life if you allow it. I think he's there regardless, but I think once you receive the Eucharist and once you have a better understanding of the church and Christ, I think you can allow him uh, to be present in all aspects of your life. You can now have the grace to recognize that he's there and have the knowledge to go out and do his will um, and to help better the church and to better the world. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's all the questions for day for today. So thanks for um, listening.